Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Lowry feeds in your seven, goes a block by Draymond right at the rim. He knocked it away, denying the big man the bucket. Draymond Green, elite defender, Jordan Poole blasting, goes up and dunked it. A drive and a dunk, and he got fouled as well. Poole with 31, sitting down, gritting his teeth. Gritting his teeth. I love Jordan Poole tonight. I mean, I love Jordan Poole most nights, but this was an especially good one. That guy will dunk on you. Do, do not sleep on Jordan Poole. He had a great line after the game about how he's he's getting grief in the weight room about his bounce. I, I, I see no issues with his bounce. He has dunked on heads over the course of the season, and, and boy, that was a rough sequence for Omer Yurtsevin. <laughs> blocked on one end and just absolutely mashed on with a foul on the other end. Really interesting game tonight. Really, really interesting game. No, the Heat were not at full strength, but that team battles. And the Warriors really weren't at full strength either because when Steph Curry plays like that, rare as it is, and by the way, as everyone has pointed out, the last time Steph failed to reach double digits, Aaron Bean had to break his hand to knock him out of the game in the first half. Steph Curry scores double digits, always. That's what he does. And he he rarely shoots three of 17. But tonight, 17.6% from the field. That's what three of 17 is. One of 10 from three-point range, and at least six of those misses were wide the hell open. That was about as poorly as I can remember Stephen Curry ever playing, at least from a scoring perspective. He did all the other stuff he normally does, 10 assists. You know, he was, he was, the Steph was fine, except that he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with the jumper and he couldn't finish around the rim either. I mean, missed layups, missed wide open threes. He was terrible. And Warriors not named Stephen Curry 
shot 42 of 75 from the field. That is 56%. Everything else was going for the Warriors tonight. And Jordan Poole at the head of that with his 32. But Andrew Wiggins got this thing going for the Warriors when Steph got knocked out with early foul trouble. And that just that upset his rhythm in a way you just rarely, rarely, rarely see. We don't need to litigate Steph Curry's greatness. We all know who Steph Curry is. The way the rest of the team played tonight was phenomenal. Just absolutely fantastic stuff. I want to hear from you after a nice win. 888-957-9570. I want to hear from you because I, I haven't heard from you in so long. I can't, I, it feels like, I've, feels like I'm starting a new job today. <laughs> I haven't been here in forever. Welcome back to me. I'm excited to talk to people because this Warrior team continues to do things that just I don't know quite how to say it. I mean, everyone has made the point, wow, Steph shoots like that the last two years. It was an ugly basketball game. And it's not just that they won or how well everyone else played. It was it was the rhythm and the flow, as Steve Kerr likes to say. This was a game where everything about the Warriors worked perfectly except for Steph Curry's shooting. And the way Jordan Poole seems to be approaching this whole situation. I mean, look, young player gets an opportunity to start for the first time in his career, coming off a good close of last season. And he's awesome. He's awesome from the start of the year. Pretty much everything you would have hoped him to be. And because it's just the way this was always going to go this year. We know he was going to end up on the bench and he has the COVID absence and now comes back. And, and I think, you know, Steve Kerr said it was matchup specific. I'm not sure I believe him. I think he's just trying to get Jordan used to the bench role because that's going to be his role starting on Sunday when clay returns. And and I think we can officially, when, when clay holds the six fingers up in the air, I think we can officially Assume he's coming back on Sunday. And look, I know that Jordan Poole was always going to the bench when Clay came back. Jordan Poole probably knew that. I imagine that's been communicated to him. And even if it wasn't, Jordan Poole at some level must realize Clay Thompson is the better player. Everyone knew Jordan Poole was headed back to the bench, but that doesn't mean that the player is going to accept it and thrive in that situation, especially a young guy. Hell, last season, people asked Kelly Oubre if he'd consider coming off the bench in a future year, and he wasn't on board with it. And he's an older player than Jordan Poole, more established in the league, making significantly more money. And and he outright rejected the idea. So the fact that Jordan Poole seems to have embraced that and the way he plays coming off the bench the last couple games, aggressive but not selfish. Like, I think there's a version of that player in that situation 
who starts pressing for his own offense, who starts doing things he wasn't doing as a starter. And I think that would make it worse. I think that would make his situation worse. I think it would make his play worse. And instead, Jordan Poole almost seems excited to embrace a new role. And he came off the bench tonight absolutely raring and ready to go. And even though what we're going to focus on is his scoring, because he scored phenomenally, in addition to 32 points in 26 minutes, he had five assists and just one turnover. And he looks to make plays for others consistently, which that's part of participating in this offense. That's how you end up with yet another 39 assist game, 39 assists on 45 made field goals. It's, it's phenomenal. It's remarkable. And it's, it's a testament to the way the players approach it and to the culture that the Warriors have developed. And, and, a lot of culture stuff at work tonight because the Heat have about as distinctive and successful of a team culture, a franchise culture, as anyone in basketball. And it's fascinating, and I'll, I'll talk about this a little later. But the the way these two cultures, both remarkably successful, but so different, I think it's fascinating. You know, it's it's there. You know, there's. More than one way to skin a cat, so to speak. And and both of these teams have really excellent franchise cultures that they have developed, in the Heat's case, over about 20 or 25 years. And in the Warriors' case, over the last 10 or 15 years, 10 years anyway, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. This was such a fun game, and there was so much exciting about it. And just to have a game where Steph is bad, and it's still so much fun and electric and the ball's hopping around and guys are making the right basketball play over and over again. It was just beautiful to watch. At least for me, it was. I wonder if you agree. 888-957-9570 is the phone number. You can text us or call us at that number. And after an early scare, I, I have access to the text line. I was worried I wouldn't have access to text tonight. So go nuts, texters. I can see you. Right now, though, we go to the phone lines. West Oakland Sam is our guy. What's up, Sam? Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt, man. Happy New Year, man. Happy Same New to you, buddy. Hey, hey, man. I just, um, before the season started, um, I was I was a person that said on social media that, that Jordan Poole would have an amazing breakout year. And um, I, with all due respect to Steph Curry, this is actually like, it's not even with all due respect. I'm literally comparing his career to, like, Tim Duncan. Um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to say that there's a decline in Steph Curry's game at all. I'm not trying to say that, although he is shooting different. I don't know if he's preparing himself for for Clay coming back and he's just working off of his game to, to get ready to not have much of a, of a role that he specifically had last year was carried into this year. But now that we have a team that is more garnered around um, him and just what Steve Kerr wants, the torch. Now, people don't want to hear this, but the torch I see in Jordan Poole's game is similar to what Tim Duncan did with Tony Parker. And I'm comparing Curry to Tim Duncan. In a way, you can see where the game is transitioning after the Curry, Draymond, Clay era ends. I'm just 
respectfully, just hear me out. I could see a similarity to how the torch was passed between from also um, a very in his prime Tim Duncan and a very in his prime Steph Curry. But there's there's something about the way Curry is playing and even the way his numbers are looking this year that just sounds like, you know what, I see a team that we can win the championship with, but I could harness my game in a way to, I could kind of hand it off to the next generation of Warriors, but still be the Tim Duncan, the Steph Curry, where he's also waiting on play as another superstar. But do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, there's a little... Yeah, you know, yeah, Sam, I I, I definitely think you're onto something there. Uh, I'd have to look back. I feel... And I might be wrong. I feel like that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt myself. I I I'm, I am wrong. I I feel like the age gap. Now that I'm thinking about it, might even be similar. I don't know that Steph Curry will ever see. Here's the one thing that I can't make the comparison. Tim Duncan could be the best player on the floor and also still kind of fade into the background. Steph is not that guy. Um, But if we're talking about a superstar who's comfortable in his skin and as magnanimous as possible with his teammates and willing to participate in that sort of transfer of power that you're talking about, I mean, make no mistake... Steph Curry is by far the best player on this team right now and will be for several years to come. But there is a new generation of impact players that this team is trying to bring along. And in terms of actual impact, Jordan Poole is the first of those guys to arrive. Now, they hope that Jonathan Kaminga, that James Wiseman, that eventually Moses Moody, that all those guys will be a part of the future, you know? And I think that's some subset of that young group is the future core of the Warriors. And, and look, the the day when Steph actually hands the keys over is still several years down the road, but you can see it. And I do think it's kind of like the early parts of the career of Tony Parker or and Manu Ginobili coming in behind Tim Duncan. And maybe the most obvious way to draw that parallel is that the more success you see from the young guys, the more they're able to contribute, the longer this title window can stay open. And if Jordan Poole's trajectory keeps going upward and Kaminga comes along and Wiseman shows us some stuff that maybe he didn't in his rookie year, you'll be able to see that window getting longer and longer and longer. There's no question the Warriors are in title contention this season and there's no reason to think they won't be next season, but if Poole and the other young guys continue to get better, then maybe four, five, six years down the line when Steph Curry is not necessarily the best player on the team most nights, maybe they're still going to be a championship contender. That's the hope. That's certainly what the Warriors are trying to do, and, and they will tell you that the Spurs are one of the model franchises they look at when they're deciding what they want to do. 510 Texter says Jordan Poole is going to be a better version of Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. In some ways, I think he already is a better version of Jordan Clarkson. Now, look, Jordan Clarkson 
I mean, I think he probably has a 50-point game to his resume. Like, Jordan Clarkson is a certified microwave scorer with an established history of doing it that Jordan Poole doesn't have yet. But if we're talking about how hot can you get, Jordan Poole can get every bit as hot as Jordan Clarkson. And he's a better passer, certainly more willing. And I would argue he's at least a more engaged defender. Look, Jordan Poole's not going to win any DPOYs, but he's trying. And I don't see a lot of that from Jordan Clarkson. So, I I mean, if you give me that choice right now, I think I'm taking Poole already. I don't have to wait for him to get better. Let's go back to the phones, 888-957-9570. Jonathan, from Chase Center. How was it, man? Did you enjoy yourself? I have to admit, I did. Uh, I'm gonna gonna admit I'm a brave Heat fan calling. Uh, Good for you. Uh, I yeah. I first off love the Warriors on any other night against any other team. I grew up here, but I also uh, spent most of my childhood in South Florida. I go back to Alonzo Morning, so I'm I'm a nice. legit Heat fan. Uh, that being said. You know, I I was waiting for the explosion to happen. I was picturing the worst, given how our roster was looking going into tonight and how things have been going with the Warriors. First quarter, I didn't like. Second quarter, it got a lot more interesting. And then the third quarter, we went ahead, and I'm starting to think, you know, what is it going to be by the fourth? When Butler went down, that's when I pretty much knew, and yet we still kept fighting. Uh, And under the wire, but I got to say, I, I, as much as, as, as this things, uh, you know, I, I had a, a much better time than I thought I was going to have. <laughs> and I want to give major props to Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert and all you guys that are really, you know, uh, giving props to heat culture and, you know, the history I loved uh, as I was, you know, dealing with the loss. I loved hearing them talk during the post game about uh, Pat Riley. That helped heal my broken heart a little bit. But uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it, it, it was uh, a lot better game than I thought it was going to be. And you know, any other night, I would have totally had a plus. Uh, there we go. Know, Thank you, so- Jonathan. That that that's look, man. I I, I want to just not to kiss up to Jonathan but I want to say another positive thing about the heat Eric Spolstra you know I I I I usually I find myself thinking this at some point during every heat game I watch Eric Spolstra's career is phenomenal kind of unbelievable if we're talking about non by the way uh born in the great Evanston, Illinois, Eric Spolstra. If we're talking about people who did not come from a professional basketball background or even a legitimate college basketball background, he's the best coach ever, maybe, of that group? I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure there's other names people would think of, but he is the second longest tenured coach in the league, I believe. He's been the head coach of the Heat since 2008. He was an assistant 
under Riley, or at least a part of that staff, all the way back to 97. So we're, we're coming on 25 years with the organization. And almost entirely successful. Very few seasons in that time that could be described as anything other than a great success. He's been to the playoffs more often than not. He's got two titles. And consistently, this team competes as hard as any in the league and is competitive any night, even if they lose their best player. That they've been battling down talent all year long, and they're one of the better teams in a really tough Eastern Conference. So absolutely credit to the Heat. Absolutely. Back to the phone lines. Jeff calling from Philly. What's going on, Jeff? What's going on, bro? I mean, you got to definitely say that Pat Riley is a great advocate. You know what I mean? To believe no doubt. In a guy no doubt. Like that. Yep. <clears throat> and let him lead his, lead his team. You know, Philly doesn't have any luck like that. We don't have any luck with draft players. Look at what, look at what the Warriors have. You know, they're, they're running around the league, and this guy is, has a broken ankle. He's, he's got an Achilles, and he's coming back, and they're still leading the league, man. You know, much respect to the Warriors, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's remarkable to think that the best team in the league is going to bring back a perennial all-star on Sunday. I, it's They've been so good, it's hard to imagine how Clay makes them significantly better, but I think we all know... If Clay is Clay, he absolutely does make them significantly better. It's it'd be scary if you were rooting for any other team in the league. It, I don't know. I don't know how you can view it any other way. And man, I had to really have a chat with myself before tonight's post game to avoid just playing Clay Thompson drops for an hour because. The level of excitement I am feeling leading up to Sunday's clay turn, it's the clay turn. That doesn't really work. I tried it, but I'm, uh, I'm going to move away from that now. The return of Clay Thompson is as exciting a thing that has happened in my work life in years. <laughs> literal, literal years. I, I, I don't even know how to process the fact that he's going to be added to this team. And I think we all have to temper our expectations. And remember, it's been two years since the guy stepped foot on a basketball court. But my goodness, is it exciting to add that to what we've already seen. The biggest problem the Warriors project to have moving forward is how to find minutes for all their good players. I mean, I'd like to be seeing more than six and a half minutes of Jonathan Kaminga at this point. But I can't argue with it because... What, are you going to take Otto Porter off the floor? Absolutely not. Bielitsa only played 11 minutes tonight, and he was really good. I, it's There is an embarrassment of riches right now. And what ties it together is not the level of talent as much as it's the level of basketball IQ and buy-in. It's the fact that Nemanja Bielitsa only plays 10 minutes and plays his butt off. It's the fact that Otto Porter Jr. 
has legitimately been one of the better rebounders I've watched in the league over the, I mean, just forget all the three point shooting and all the wonderful stuff he's done passing the ball and offensively the way that Otto Porter has rebounded the basketball this season alone has had a massive effect on what the Warriors are doing. A 415 texter says, Hey, Kolsky, how about finding an upgrade for Chris Chioza? Are you joking? Are, are you joking right now? Why? Did Chris Chioza is not going to be involved in this? Quindary Weatherspoon's 19 seconds tonight. He's not going to be involved in this. Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Lee are going to be looking for playing time. Jonathan Kaminga is going to be starving for playing time because there are too many good players on this team. There are too many guys that fit too well together. That's how good they are. And Clay is about to come back. Whew. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy, the phone number. You can call or text us. I mean, no shade to whoever suggested upgrading Chris Chioza, but why? It's just not. There's no need. How about giving Carson Edwards a look? See when? When's he going to play? <laughs> I I see what you're saying. But no, I, I do not think upgrading two-way player Chris Chioza is a high priority. Let's go to Rich in Fremont on the phones. What's going on, Rich? Mr. Kosey, good evening, brother. Same to you. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that when you look at this team and the return of Clay Thompson, this team is anybody around. It's it's like a detonator going off in that conference, or or for the league itself. You know, yeah. I think Wiggins said it best when he said that. You know, when when Clay comes back, the league is in trouble. Okay, and I tell you something, their mantra spread the numbers. Well, guess what? Clay returns. You're looking at full strength. Thanks, Mr. Kosky. Yeah, and, and, and even then, not totally. <laughs> I mean, and look, I don't, I don't know what James Wiseman's going to bring. I don't. Uh, he is the biggest question mark of, of all the many question marks. But it's, it's, still, it's still another body that, that has a, a remarkable amount of talent. It may be that he doesn't fit as well with this team and he doesn't end up getting a ton of playing time. I, you know, I, I understand people who are concerned about the big situation and I, I've had those concerns as well, but at a certain point you got to respond to the results and not having 48 minutes of true bigs or even 28 minutes of true bigs available to them has not really hurt them. So we can nitpick about that, and, and I don't think it's an invalid concern. I, I, you're likely to have to face Nikola Jokic in the playoffs. You, you know, the other night, they had a whale of a time dealing with Rudy Gobert as an offensive rebounder and dunker. Never mind his rim protection. They, they seem to navigate that fine, but Gobert's offense killed them. And part of that is not having a, a true big to play against him consistently. I mean, Kevon Looney, beyond his sometime physical limitations, he's not that tall. 
they they just they don't have a tall guy on this team right now, and it hasn't really hurt them. Or it has hurt them little enough that it's been something they've managed to rather easily overcome. So I I, I just I don't know if that's in the cards. I don't know. If it's not Wiseman, I'm not sure there's going to be a different big for this team, and I'm not sure it matters. It seems crazy, but I'm not sure it matters because they're only going to get better starting on Sunday. It's a very exciting time to be following the Golden State Warriors. We're going to come back with some Steve Kerr sound and, of course, more of your phone calls and texts. Line them up, 888-957-957. 9570 is our phone number. You can call us or text us there. A lot of interesting stuff from Steve Kerr tonight on Jordan Poole, on the potential return from Clay. And by the way, you can't tell us there's no update when Clay holds six fingers up in the air. That's the update. We got the update. It's Sunday. Get excited. It's going down on Sunday. And if I had access to my soundboard, you'd be hearing the Claytheism drop right now. Clay is coming back. But next, we'll be coming back with Steve Kerr and your calls and texts. 888-957-9570. The Warriors take care of the Heat. 115-108, the final. And we continue to talk about it next. I'm Matt Kolsky. It's Warrior Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Claytheism, the movement that has taken the NBA by storm. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Draymond doubled, finds Wiggins above the break. It's up and bounces, no good. Tipped by Poole, grabbed by Draymond. Wiggins, the cutter, flies in! Two-hand slam! Even P.J. Tucker wanted no part of that. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. Yeah, I think if you you talk to P.J. Tucker, he, he didn't want a part of much that happened tonight. He got blocked twice by Draymond, I believe. Getting blocked on three-pointers is is never good, but Draymond does it to a lot of guys. 888-957-9570, still 25 minutes or so to weigh in if you want to on tonight's win. It was a really good one. Yeah, the Heat were diminished, and yes, it got much harder for them when Jimmy Butler went down. But Steph Curry... Basically wasn't there either. I saw, saw, I think it was Andy, Andy Liu, uh, Light Years podcast host, who tweeted, uh, really good win for a Warriors team without Clay or Steph tonight. And that's an exaggeration because Steph had 10 assists, and even when he's 3 for 17 and 1 for 10 from 3, his gravity affects the game. The, the number of wide open layups the Warriors got tonight against a good defensive team should tell you that. But he pretty much hurt the team tonight. And I thought in particular in the second quarter, and this is not Steph's fault exactly, but the nature of Warriors basketball is everything is about the right basketball play all the time, except sometimes when actually instead of the right basketball play we force it to Steph Curry so he can get his crazy shots off and do incredible things and that's the right thing to do because if you run that strategy over and over again the vast majority of the time Steph Curry's going to do the crazy ridiculous amazing things but on the nights where he doesn't like tonight things were flowing so well with everybody else Because when Steph went out of the game, the Warriors responded in the best possible way by playing beautiful basketball. And everyone was making the right passes and the right reads, and it was just fantastic. And then Steph comes back in, and you naturally try to get him the ball. He's Steph Curry. But I think trying to get Steph the ball in that second quarter took the Warriors out of some of that beautiful stuff they were doing, and... They lost their rhythm and and let Miami back in it a little bit. And again, Miami's a tough team. That's what they do. They get back in games. They battle no matter what. So none of this is, is disaster. And again, it's not entirely Steph's fault. Everyone was doing the right thing. It's just the shots that normally fall for Steph Curry didn't fall tonight. And for everyone else to play the way they did on a night like that and for the game to look as just beautiful as it did on a night like that against the team that tries to ugly it up. God, it was, it was fantastic. 707 texter says this year's felt like a year with the most off games for Steph. And, and 
it has felt like that a little bit. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I am not worried about that guy. That's, he's not, that's not the guy I worry about. Is Steph Curry shooting at the level we've become accustomed to this season? Not yet. I mean, part of that is we've become accustomed to an absurd level of shooting. He is shooting 40% from three-point range on the season. He is, what, 43.5 from the field. Not bad, not great. But we're used to 43% from three and 48 or 50 from the field because that's how incredible he is, and I have very little doubt that that's where he'll end up by the end of the season. Very, very little doubt. It'll come because he's going to have one or two absurd hot streaks this season. There's just no question about it. That's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, and when that happens, all the percentages will come back up. But in the meantime, the fact that they can win a game when he's not just a little below Steph level, he's just bad, that's new. We have not been able to say that since Kevin Durant was here. This team is better without a great Steph than they've been since Kevin Durant was here. And as wonderful as this has all been, there is absolutely not a Kevin Durant here. They are doing it as a group. And a texter earlier had had something great on this. 408, this is a team of contributors. This is from Moose, by the way. This is a team of contributors. It's a better version of the 2015 Warriors, and in my opinion, Steph is better and obviously more experienced. It's great basketball to watch. Something to be said that the league is less heavy, which helps the Warriors even more. Oh, less top-heavy, that's what you're saying. Yeah, it is less top-heavy, but it's also deeper. There are more teams that can give you trouble on any given night, I think, and, and the fact that the Warriors have been so consistently good without Clay, with all the protocol and injury issues they've had, it's, again, it. I would argue this team can own the strength in numbers moniker even better than the original strength in numbers team did. I think there are more numbers and better strength on this team than on those teams. And it, it's no shade to Murray Spates and Leandro Barbosa, but I'll take Otto Porter 10 times out of 10 over Mo Spates. And again, I loved Mo Spates. He was a blast. Porter does more. I'll take Jordan Poole over Leandro Barbosa. I promise you. And again, no shade to Barbosa. We're going to be championship. I love Leandro Barbosa. But Jordan Poole's better than he was at that stage of his career. Jordan Poole right now is better than that. This team is deeper than the strength and numbers team with better players. It's pretty remarkable. 888-957-9570 is the phone number. Mike in San Francisco giving us a call on Jordan Poole. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Kolsky? Yeah, I agree with you. I think this team is better built off the bottom than that uh, 2015 strength and numbers by far. I think they're better equipped, fully loaded. they got more weapons. And just overall talking about this team, I'm, I think to me, obviously you can make an argument for Wiggins, but to me, what Jordan Poole has done 
because Wiggins was the number one pick. He was expected to be elite, even though he didn't live up to it with the Minnesota. He he's shown he can be a elite number three or four guy on this team when the worst four have. But to me, I think Jordan Poole has taken that next step to. I think once Craig comes back, he's going to be, in my mind, the best six man player in the league. He can drop twenty plus points, and his ego and demeanor, from what I've seen of him and everything I know about him, he's not going to be, uh, you know, bummed. He's going to be back on the bench. I think he's going to take that as a award. He's going to be like a monument to nobody. Be like, yeah, I'm a six man. I'm going to be the best six man in the league. I'm going to I'm going to go out there and dominate with the second unit. And I think he's going to do that. And I think he can win titles. He can win. You can even make all star appearances if you if you uh, follow in that footsteps. So I, I just I'm amazed at what this guy's doing. He's almost like the third flash brother. And I just think when when he's getting in the rhythm. He's just unstoppable, and I think that time when a lot of people thought he was going to be a bust being sent down to the G League, I think that, that, that really did him a lot of good, and you've seen what an improvement he's made. Just incredible to see what it's been. This whole team, man, GP2, GP2, Otto Porter uh, signing was a home run. Just everything, the way this team is constructed, built so fun to watch, and uh, a tough Miami team tonight was pretty good. Going into Utah, I think that surpasses the win in, over the Suns on, on Christmas Day, and it counts on the clay again. So everything... Knock on wood, uh, no production protocols, ravages this team. It's just uh, being a Dubs fan right now, man, it's as peak right now since the Dynasty Dubs. And I love what I'm watching from this team. Can't wait till Clay. I'm going to try to be out there uh, Sunday, hopefully, if everything goes accordingly. So uh, thanks for your time, man. Great win tonight. And uh, can't wait for the road trip to come back. And uh, we'll hopefully Clay will Clay Maker will be back uh, Sunday night, hopefully. Yeah, baby. Was the plan. Thanks for the time. Sunned Clay. Am I right? No, that doesn't work either. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with something. <laughs> I got a whole week. I got a whole week to come up with a dumb name for Sunday. Uh, the clay turn didn't work. Sun to clay is no good. Uh, I'll come up with something. Sunday, it's happening. Less than a week. God, I'm excited. But to Mike's point um, about Jordan Poole. The, the the role change is something that, again, we knew was coming. I'm sure Jordan Poole understood was coming. But knowing it's coming and, and being told that you're going to go to the bench doesn't automatically mean that a talented young player playing the best basketball of his career is going to accept that willingly. But Jordan Poole has. And that's something that Steve Kerr talked about in postgame tonight. Well, he's handled things beautifully coming off the bench and coming off a 10-day hostage situation in, in Boston. I, I would have gone crazy in you know, 10 days in my hotel room. So the fact that he stayed ready, he was working out in his room every day, you know, just trying to keep his conditioning. And then to come, come back, rejoin the team and have his role change and to respond the way he has it's just amazing it shows you how much he's grown and matured and and what a good player he is you know sometimes you get the propaganda from a team about wow yeah yeah you you haven't seen it on the floor yet but you wouldn't believe how much this guy's working yeah, yeah, I know he, he shot 20% from the field in his rookie year, but let me tell you, he's a gym rat, folks. Like, that propaganda is fairly normal. Sometimes it's clear that it's just the truth. And to me, that's the case with Jordan Poole. Kalena and Bob were talking about this tonight, that 
there was the, one of the early turning points for Jordan Poole was Draymond realizing the level of worker that he is and sort of giving him credit for that behind the scenes. And I mean, look, that's that's how you get great at anything, right? It's the work, it's the practice. And Jordan Poole, when you draft a guy 28, you know his game needs work. And you just it's hard to be positive if he's going to put in that work. And and this is a case where Bob Myers and the Warriors clearly identified the right kid with the right mindset to put in the work that makes him a high-level NBA player. And I don't know if that's totally appropriate at this point, but but he's getting there. He's getting there. And I think we can say, like, Jordan Poole right now is a guy who comes in the game and he's not going to hurt you on defense. And he's got a chance to absolutely carry you on offense if he gets hot. And by the way, when he's not hot, he finds other guys. And even tonight, as I said, 32 points in 26 minutes should barely give you time to pass the ball. But he had five assists. Jordan Poole is just playing every part of the game at a higher level than people thought he could. Now, I will say to the 213 texter who said Poole is a better version of Jamal Crawford, you bite your tongue. I'm not ready to say that yet. But he's got a chance. Gonna have to score 50 a couple times. But he's got a chance. If you can get the 32 in 26 minutes, damn, maybe you'll play 38 minutes one night and then let's see what happens. But Jordan, Jamal is one of one. And that I think people forget early career Jamal, who used to just sizzle people off the dribble in a way that I, I love Poole's burst. I love the way he gets to the rim, but Jamal's ball handling was like Kyrie and Steph level. And then he would throw alley-oops to himself off the backboard sometimes. Young Jamal Crawford. If young Jamal Crawford came in the league today, he'd be a perennial all-star. But that's a conversation for a different time. I do want to talk about the assist numbers. The Warriors became the first team since 1994 to have 39 or more assists in back-to-back games. Naturally, Steve Kerr was asked about that afterwards. You know, that's always been one of the hallmarks of our team is the ball movement. And, you know, Draymond is is always leading the way, you know, getting the ball spread around. And and I think Steph does a great job, too, of, of getting the ball out of traffic and double teams. And, and so people pay so much attention to Steph that it opens up the floor. And I, I just think we have a, a roster of players now that really understand how to move the ball and can shoot it. And, and they know how to play together. Guys like Belly and, and Otto, uh, Damian Lee, you know, Gary Payton, they, they all have just come in and understood exactly what we're trying to do. And, and they've executed really well. That's it. The talent level is really good, better than it's been for a couple of years, but more than the talent level, it's the execution level. They brought in guys in Bielitsa, in Porter, in Gary Payton. They brought in guys who immediately understood how to execute what they want to get done. 
the Warriors have a pretty specific way they want basketball to be played. And I, I've said this before this season, I think for a couple years, they prioritized adding talent rather than adding fit. And clearly this offseason, fit was the priority. And they, did, they didn't always listen to what the Stars wanted either. I said this at the time when there was the report that the Stars wanted Avery Bradley. Sometimes the Stars don't know what's good for them. And that's when it's the general manager's job to say, Steph, Draymond, I respect the hell out of what you guys have to say. I take your advice into account, and what you want is important to me. But I am telling you, Gary Payton II is going to be better for us than Avery Bradley. And I don't think there's any question that he was right about that. It's not even debatable. As far as the way Steph played tonight, I told you I'm not worried, but let's hear it from the head coach just to be sure. I mean, uh, you know, he's obviously greatest shooter of all time, and but it happens. I've been around some of the great players of all time in my life, my my blessed basketball existence, and I've seen it with everybody. Every great player has has tough nights. It's just part of it. Every great player has tough nights. Steph has had a few of them so far. I promise. When we get to the end of the season, it's all going to look like the same old season for the likely MVP, Stephen Curry. Wardell Stephen Curry will not be denied his tremendous shooting numbers when we get to the end of the year. And uh, speaking of tremendous shooting numbers, I-, I think you know where I'm going with this. Come on, Steve. Tell us. Clay's coming back on Sunday, right? Yeah, we could sense it on the road trip in Denver and Utah last week. He was he was really excited. He's in a great place mentally, spiritually, physically. So he's almost there. Okay, but not Sunday? They just won't say. No update, they say. I say Six Fingers gave me an update. I expect to see Clay Thompson on Sunday. And if you want to hear that game on the radio, you should tune in right here. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station, brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. And on the Clay subject, let's go to the Comcast Business Text Line. That's right. Text Line sponsored. Shout out to 415, trying to help me out. I've already rejected the Clay Turn and Sund Clay. How about Clayshendo from the 415 texter? I like that. That's that's the buildup. The buildup to Sunday is the Clayshendo. It's a Clayshendo to the return on Sunday. Give me the drop again, Sterling. Clayfeism, the movement that has taken the NBA by storm. Sunday, the return. I'm trying to come up also with a non-offensive way of of referring to Sunday as the second coming. <laughs> How about the Clay Look, in my religion in in Claytheism, it's it the the you know the holy I, I don't know. I don't I, I'm Jewish. I I don't know what the what happens when the when the Lord returns. I'll tell you what happens. Freeze rain from the sky. Sunday. The Lord's day. Clay Thompson's day. 
I'm offending somebody right now. I apologize. I don't mean to diminish your religion. I just want to promote my religion, Claytheism. Gary Payton II, as I mentioned, practically didn't make this team. And I think it, as much as anybody, I mean, you could pick Porter or Bielitsa. They, they've all been great. But as much as anybody, Gary Payton, I think, exemplifies why this team is the real strength in numbers team to me. Why they're deeper and stronger in some ways. Gary Payton started tonight. <laughs> he shot 7 of 12 from the field for 14 points. He had four steals, including just picking Kyle Lowry's pocket at an important moment in the fourth quarter, right in the middle of the lane. Just flat-out thieving him. And it's not like Kyle Lowry is super loose with his dribble. That's a, it's a thick strong, confident point guard. And Gary Payton just just took it from him. Just an easy poke away in a critical moment in the game. And he finishes with 14 points, five boards, four steals. All of those points, he missed his threes tonight, all of those points just came off of smart basketball plays. As Fitz and Kalena love to say, if you're looking for Gary Payton, where will you find him? Around the basket. And look, he's open around the basket so much because people are paying attention to Steph Curry, but not everyone can take advantage of that. Gary Payton at 6'2", whatever he is, is more effective scoring off of Steph Curry around the basket than Kelly Oubre was last year. And Oubre is an effective at-rim scorer. He's a high-riser. I'm not trying to hate on Kelly Oubre, but the understanding, the comfort that Gary Payton II brings, the the fit, helps this team more than Oubre's talent ever did. And Jordan Poole has grown into fitting what this team wants to do. And Otto Porter and Nemanja Bielitsa fit what this team wants to do. It's it's really a remarkable job of assembling a basketball team. It's really great. And now it's the crescendo to Sunday. And before we go, let's just let's just hear from Draymond, who in this moment is all of us longing for the return of Clay Thompson. I was very excited to see him walking off and embracing that love, holding his hands up. It's great. You know, I've seen what he's been through the last two and a half years, and it's not pretty. And so for those fans to line up out there like that and show that support for him, I was a little salty that once once he walked off, I mean, the warm-up was dead after that. I had nobody watching me warm up. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, you know, you 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 want that for him. And I think, you know, he's he's extremely excited and anxious to be back out there. I think you all feel, are feeling the same way. Uh, we're feeling the same way. This fan base is feeling the same way. And most important, the world of basketball is feeling the same exact way. Uh, every Everybody's looking forward to Clay Thompson being back out there on the floor. So it uh, definitely brought a smile to me. Uh, I was very happy to share the court with him for three minutes. And although we were doing two separate workouts just to be on the floor with him, I didn't have that opportunity the other day in Denver 
uh, that all the guys had to scrimmage with him. So just to share the court with him for three minutes was incredible for me, and I'm looking forward to his day, him having his day. The crescendo is underway. Sterling, give yourself a round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, Sterling has found the solution. It's the crescendo, and on Sunday, the climax. We climax together on Sunday. That felt weird, but also good. I can't wait. Yeah, we got a couple more games before then. Yeah, we got post game on Wednesday, and uh, what is it? Uh, Thursday, Friday. I I can't keep track of the schedule, but Sunday, Sunday we climax. God, I'm so excited. Thanks to everybody for listening tonight. Thanks to the Warriors for just playing a delightful, beautiful game of basketball. What a, what a fun way for me to return to the airwaves. Just, just an absolute delight. Thank you to the Golden State Warriors, to everyone who called and texted. I'll be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock. I get started after a little Warrior roundtable at 6. And, and, boy, I'm excited to get my Jimmy Garoppolo opinions off as well. <laughs> We'll have Rob Guerrera tomorrow, uh, but in between now and then, a day full of Warrior basketball talk as we experience the crescendo leading to Sunday's climax. Thank you, Sterling. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Sam. That'll do it for us tonight. Warriors get the win, 115-108 over the Heat, back in action Wednesday against Dallas. Good night, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t